This is an ABC podcast. League lovers and climate deniers, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the leading light of long shots, H.G. Nelson. Let her rip, H.G. Uh, yes, uh, thanks very much indeed. Cedric Espen Sump AO, uh, that's the power and the passion of the Sumpter. Camped in the Bludging on the Blindside soundproof booth at the ABC Grandstand HQ. And in a deal link this week, Cedric has signed the place getters who Quinella'd last Sunday slipper at Rose Hill to the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava's celebrity roster. It's a wonderful deal that will allow these two greats, these two equine greats, to have exciting roles as companion pets once their racing days are over. The Knights are our major charity partner and uh, we're glad to have them on board. Imagine your event of less than 10 accessing the mindset and magic of the slipper winner Farhan and runner-up away game. You simply would not know where to look. If you're interested and this is all before you, just give the Knights a -a ring-a-ding-ding. Now, on behalf of the whole blindside team, can I take a minute and say, thank you, Australia. Thank you, Australia. Thanks for saving the lives and livelihoods of your fellow citizens. Thank you, Australia. Welcome again to Bludging on the Blind Side and a warm welcome to footy heads right across Australia for another weekend of boot festivities, frenzies and frolics. Now, bludging buffs, right-thinking patriots, God talks to me, pilgrims, TP hoarders, looking for another role and mad footy freaks, H.G. Nelson opening the blind side, dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. I went too, a week when too much sport is barely enough. Oh, did you get involved? Did you get involved? It was another week of massive, massive collects. Musselbrook Gold Cup. The try of Petrology at 50 to 1. Love Shack Baby and Bobby D. Well, it was an old-fashioned exploder. A trifecta exploder. Aussies, fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed-up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember, you get a go when you step up and have a go. I'm super excited about this. It's an unprecedented level of excitement here at the uh, Blindside headquarters. To get the barge away from the wharf, let's talk to a man who has once again crossed the bridge to the other side. He's seen again the toilet paper statues of Greg Hunt and come back with an idea that'll have you pushing on the open door. This man's fresh concept from the other side is to have the granny, the big Watusi and the Cox... All at the same venue, Mooney Valley. Valley. If no one can come, why piss around with the crowd issue is his thinking. Talk about back to the future. Talk about screaming to the world. Baby, we're back. Imagine the NRL Grand Final and the AFL Grand Final with the Cox run at three-quarter time on that one day in October. I mean... Licking the lips in anticipation. And imagine the pre-match entertainment. Early thoughts, 
Tina, Delta and the Veronicas, a super group. Acts that can fill space and look good from four kilometres away. This great Australian has already dragged the murderer of McLaughlin over the 20, uh, October 25 line, kicking and screaming. He's got the NRL Supremo Volandis chest deep and wriggling about in the ooze almost across and Premier Andrews has the shoes on and is wading in with a rope around the waist and this man on the tug. These are the people who cannot see the future and yet it's belting them in the face, according to this bloke. A man who's seen that future and loved it is rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludging on the blind side bunny in motion? Simply by asking, what highlights caught your restless eye this week? And you... Yes, thank you very, very, very much, uh, HG Nelson. It, look, it's been... Oh, where to start? It's been an impossible week for believers... I've been sick all week. Nausea. Galloping. Galloping nausea. That's the sort of week it's been. And it's psychologically induced, spiritually induced, because mm-hmm. Max Verstappen is driving a Holden supercar in the Indian series, in the Indy series. Now, the Indy car series. It's now, virtual, though. I know it's virtual. That's it doesn't matter. I don't, I, don't, I don't care. You'd be better in the car if he wasn't. It was real. I've never known if there's one person, the most un-Australian person on this planet is Verstappen. I've never met the bloke. I don't want to meet the bloke. If the bloke came into the room, I'd vomit. That's how I feel. And that's how I felt all week. Because the name Verstappen is associated with Holden. Holden! I know. And it's an insult to every worker who ever worked at Fisherman's Bend oh, or any of those great... Yes, all those great plants mm. that Pain produced with... Australia's greatest car. Peter Brock. I know. An insult to Peter Brock. Oh. An insult to Mark Scaife. I don't know if Scaife drove a hold or not. Let's say he did. Mm. Or Whittenbottom. Mark Whittenbottom. Frosty. Oh. Frosty, yeah, Frosty. Bloody yeah. hell. I know. These people should be... Marching. Uh, yeah, I know. You know, and I, I, I don't want to get you off the bit here because no. I know how much this means to you. Yes. But look what look what Sam Newman's doing for golf. I know. We'll get to that. Yeah, but what I mean is the protest-wise. Where are the protests? Yeah, where are the protests? It's up to you, Yeah, Roy. I know. I know. It's up to me. A lone voice. A lone voice. Mm-hmm. I'm the only anti-Verstappen figure on the planet at the moment. But, uh, I, but my part of me says I'm not alone. That's what gives me comfort. This is Antec Week, remember. I know. Oh, don't remind yeah, me. I know. Verstappen. I know. He's just as bad as Holden. Now, uh, it's not often I look at the thoughts of Hulk Hogan, uh, but this week I did. Uh, you know, I've always been a, a, a admirer from a careful yes, distance yes, of, WWE. Of, of Hulk's uh, Hulk's work. Anyway, Hulk's warning is that this virus has taken him back to Egypt, reminds him of... Uh, this is biblical times, HG, you know, times of Ramses, etc. your pharaohs and mm-hmm. pestilence and uh, the sort of, you know, the locust tablets. plagues and all of Burning that. Burning bush. Parting of the seas. And Cain all and of Abel. That, all of that. Mm-hmm. All of that. Lot's wife. Lot's wife. Now, he's, yes. Indeed, indeed. Now, he's saying the virus is telling us that the Old Testament God is back. Now, this is a very, very uh, troublesome, worrying thing if it's true. Now, he's talking about God the Father. 
you know, God the Father, God the Son and the blessed, blessed paraclete or the Holy Spirit is mm-hmm. the third arm of the triumvirate that mm-hmm. makes up the, 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 the deity that... Upstairs. That, uh, upstairs, yes, yeah. indeed. One entity, three bits. Now, he's saying that God the Father is back... When was he last around? Old Testament age. Yeah, but that's millions of years ago. Oh, oh, no, it's not that long ago. 2,000 years. Yeah, yeah, true. 2,000 years ago. 2,020 years ago was the birth of, you know, the the story. We're celebrating it this... Well, not celebrating is not quite the word, but acknowledging it in Holy Week. Yes. About the beginning, really, of... Christianity. Yeah. That's what Easter is about, HG. That's what Easter, that's what the, the eggs are about, all of that chocolate, et cetera, et cetera. Now, if Hulk is right, if Hulk is right, then weird things are going to happen, HG, and we're going to be asked to do very, very weird things around this time of year. It's okay, you know, these days to get a bit of seafood and have an Easter egg, but if the old fellow is back, God the Father will be slaughtering lambs. Right. A one-year-old lamb will be slaughtering and smearing its blood on our doors and on our fence posts. Will bushes explode? Get your head around that. I can't. Get your head around that. I can't. If that's where we're heading. I'm not sure Hulk's right, but it's an interesting thesis. Can I, does everybody have to do this or is it Well, just... if you don't do it, you're buggered. <laughs> Nearly as I can tell. Does he have runs on the board in this area? Hulk Hulk. Hogan. I know he's got the sleeper hold and the curtain. I, hang know, curtain. I, I know that. I, know, I had no idea he had any theological skill or background or well, yeah, expertise, but, you know, at least he's thinking. Now, Gus Gould's warning to the NRL, don't treat the players like greyhounds. Now, that's a sobering message from Gus. At I'd hate the... to see any players not performing shot. Uh, remember, HG, we discussed this not so long back, how close we came to losing our greyhound industry. I know. We did that for a couple of weeks until common sense. Yeah. There was a bit of blowback, as we say, from the dog industry. <laughs> now, I would hate, you know, the way the dog industry has been treated recently for that to happen or apply to rugby league or indeed the AFL or any of our sports. I don't want any of our players treated like greyhounds. Is there a biblical overtone to that? I don't know. Yes. I don't know. As nearly as I can tell, the Old Testament has no references to greyhounds. I might be wrong. I I mean, I... You stand to be corrected. If Hulk has got something to add, you know, I'd be all ears. But my understanding is that greyhounds, I mean, go to your... uh, you know, and go, go, go to your, your copy of the Bible and go to the index and look up greyhounds. I'm pretty sure you're going to find nothing. I mean, I think live hair coursing, as we used to call it back in the day, yeah. is completely. I mean, I don't think the pharaohs were into it. I don't think it's a Middle Eastern. I don't think. Really? Don't think it was their go. I don't. I could be. I, I again could stand corrected. Uh, Japan's Sun Wolves. This is very sad news. They're not able to join the Australian Super Rugby Series. So. This is the Super Rugby Series, so it's it's just five teams now. That's the the, the Reds, the Waratahs, the Brumbies, the Melbourne Rebels and uh, the Western Force, although we don't know if the Western Force have been formally invited yet. We don't know if the letter has arrived. I know mail's a little bit slow at the moment with only delivery every second day, but let's hope that uh, the new broom at Rugby Australia has got that letter off to the Western Force. Um, but it means there's going to be a buy every week for some mm, team, which is very disappointing for mm. fans. It's it's unfulfilling. And I'm wondering if we need to have a sort of 
barbarian team, Ooh, a, a sort of... Uh, Pickup squad. Yes, country Australia or rural and oh. regional Australia or an Anzac team. You know, former players who were still pretty fit, Watmo style, uh, gal style, who might get together just every week and you pick your finest 15 and they, they're part of the comp, so everyone's got someone to play. Rural and, and, Australia. Yeah, rural and regional Australia. What do you think? That's brilliant. And what happens if they win the comp? Well, they've won the comp. And and they might go on to, you know... Beat Scotland. Yes. Six nations plus rural and regional Australia. Now it's got a... It's got a real ring to to it. it Now, now I'm quite happy to help organise this. Let's say Concord Oval next Sunday. Any players who are interested? Turn up. Turn up. Yeah. And let's just see who we've got. Yeah. You know, how, what sort of team we could get together? I mean, I'm not going to coast or anything. I don't know enough about it. Yeah. I'm just, I just want to be You're a, a conduit. A facilitator. Facilitator. That's all. And you might have a phone that you could get onto, yep. say, Buddy or Freddie or yes. who's not there. Yes. You might be able to pull on the boots again. Yep, 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 yep. And I'm suggesting some sort of app, HC, a rugby app, app, so that players who are, you know, back in training, feeling all right, think, oh, well, I might join the, whatever they're going to be called, the Rural and Regional Australian Anzacs. Wow. Rural and regional Australia Anzacs. It's got a ring to it, hasn't it? I'd love to get a talk from Brendan Nelson. Yes, to fire them up. Yeah, yeah. You could read a letter from a dig to begin with, something like that, and the players would get get out there. Who are we playing? Western Force? Go, Go, you Anzacs! (laughs) OTT! Compose your Anzacs! Composure! Anyway. Uh, Nick Politis calls on the NRL draw. Well, he, he, he's, he's refusing to call it a draw. I understand that. Uh, and I understand that too. He's calling it a TV schedule. Of course it is! It's rugby league! It's, it's you. just It's a TV show, dude! Get with it! I mean, these old-fashioned ideas. I mean, where are these people coming from? Head in the sand... Reality has come up and it's grabbed you by the crew itself, fella. Polites, you lost his model. Look at Volandis. That's the future, dude. Now, Port Power. Yeah? Well, it is the future. I know, I don't. The future's rugby. I know, I know, I know, I know. Don't get me started. I know, I know. Now, just finally here, H.C., a good story. Uh, the UFC, which I don't look at all that often, probably no. a little less frequently than I do uh, Hulk Hogan. Um, now, Conor McGregor, who's a lively personality of which many people would be aware, is an Irishman, a little bit mad. Uh, now, he started uh, because of the virus and mm-hmm. cooped in a room and nothing to do nothing except to do. play with yeah. your phone and other bits and pieces. Hey. Um, he started posting selfies of himself on Instagram, these are nude selfies. Yes. And it's been picked up by other people who, people look who at are looking site. at his site and saying, yeah. oh, well, I'm, I'm going to do it as well. Uh, I think this might have been trailblazed some years ago by, a, I want to say, a Democrat politician by the name of Anthony Weiner. Yes. Been, who quite famously took photographs uh, of his todger. Yes. And posted them on Instagram. What I'm suggesting, HG, is that I would like to see some of the NRL and AFL players with a lot of time on their hands, and they all have cameras. Yes. To post photos of their todgers on Instagram and fans could see if they could work out 
which head belongs with which todger. You know what I mean? By way of a sort of fun, fun pastime. Yeah. Well, that's something fantastic. To do. I think. Look, I think it's got legs. I could be there. Could be Would a show like in it. A show in it. A and, show in and it. Backer in it. Maybe you know one of the great phone companies. Yes. Have, why not? Yeah, yes. Put up a million dollars yeah, for Vodafone somebody. Vodafone or something Vodafone like that. Got, They'd get behind that. Got the first thousand. That's right. right. We'd have a host, Scott Cam. He's got a bit of time on his hands. G'day, everyone. Welcome to the Dodgers show. Okay, first Dodger. Here we go. Let's have a look. Now, which head do you think this belongs with? Make it that what you will. The best of Roy and HG. The Bludge is principal sponsor of the Brad Thorne Mega Centre for Football Excellence. It's open to all, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's free. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, Roy, we mentioned Nick Kyrgios uh, a fair bit in our opening remarks. We did. Now, get this. This is um, colourful characters, which which obviously Nick Kyrgios is, and yeah. we've got two more to consider. Mm. Alexander Bublik and Francis Tiafo right. have set their personalities an aggressive, entertaining style of play free. I mean, we are back to this idea that tennis should entertain. Mm. Now... Uh, Rublik, number 38 in the world, beat former Wimbledon semi-finalist Dimitrov in straight sets in the second round. He did it serving second serves as fast as his first and generally carrying himself in a manner similar to Nick Kyrgios, right. who also won his way into the third round. The thing I love about him, obviously, I see similarities with his game style, but how he carries himself. He's his own man, said Nick in a presser. Yes. It's good to see players not conforming to what the sport wants them to be like. Yes. Kyrgios said of years of being criticised for his on-off behaviour, on-court, off-court behaviour, had paved the way for those players to express themselves as they saw fit. Mm. I was crucified for doing anything out of the ordinary, out of the box, talking to the crowd, hitting between my legs, the underarm serves. The biggest example is what I did, an underarm serve to Rafa in Acapulco. It was like I was a, I was a disgrace yeah. and the game had and had no respect for the sport. Mm. But then you have guys like Nishikori hitting the underarm serves and people say he's so tactically switched on. Yeah, players now, I love Rublik, it drifts away a bit there. Yeah. But is this a new era we're looking at, a way of the younger players defining themselves from the big four mm. who have dominated the sport for so long? And if so, why haven't others thought about it? Is because the others who came along, mm. you know, the Sipti passes and the themes and that, don't have the game plans that uh, TFO and uh, Bublik and Kyrgios mm. have. Well, it's difficult, isn't it, when you've had someone like... Um Ornaments to the game, ornaments to the like game. Uh, Rafa and uh, Roger. Mm. Uh, or ornaments for so long. No, you know? I mean, it's, I can't. I can almost not remember a time when we didn't have Roger and Rafa as as role models, and that can bring pressure on your younger player, who clearly are not Roger or Rafa, and are not likely to be. So they've got to find themselves. They've they've, they've got to be their own people. And uh, it's a bit like politicians, actually. It's so refreshing when you see a politician who says what he or she thinks. Are you thinking of who I'm thinking of? The beetroot guy. <laughs> I mean, I know. says what he thinks. I know. And it's so refreshing. I mean, it can be, you know, a bit on the gobbledygook end, but that's all right. That's yeah. him. 
That's he's saying what he thinks. He's saying what he thinks. Yeah. You know, it's a bit hard There's to no work filter. out what he's thinking, but well, that's not but important. That, that's not important. At least he's saying what's going on in his head and giving you an insight, mm. and not some massaged, manufactured, schematized mm. bullet and points message. Ju- yes, now, people are sick of that, and that's why Nick is so refreshing. Nick is just being Nick. If he wants to go out there and sit down in the middle of centre court and take a dump. Well, so be it. He's being himself. And people love that. It's entertaining. You know, and there'd be many people in the crowd who'd be happy to come out with with a roll of toilet paper and say, Nick, wipe it off for me, buddy. People would love that. I know. Now, And it wouldn't surprise me if he did it. Yeah. You know? Rafa goes close. He's always fiddling with that part of his anatomy, isn't he? He is. Now, and a role model. I mean, that's where Nick got the idea. Why not just take it a little bit further? Can I ask? We go back to Andre Agassi. Yes. Now, remember when he first. Oh, he's started... a pirate. A pirate, that's right. He started off a pirate. He did. He did. And people thought he'd bring the pirate look to the Senate court. Yes. And then, of course, he toned it all down. He did. He but did. what he an entertainer. He became respectable. He but became... What an entertainer. You're right. And remember when he first won Wimbledon, might have against the uh, oh, yeah. the German bloke who then became oh. an ambassador. Uh, for not, someone... not the Boris Boom Boom Becker. Boom Boom, I think, was his first yeah. scalp. Well, he was a bit mad, Boom Boom, wasn't he? Remember he used to wrap his head in a towel and <laughs> go weird? <laughs> well, <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far, but I oh. agree with you. I take your point. Yeah. Now, remember how he lay on the ground mm. and he looked up and his coach might have been Eon Tyriac. Eon Tyriac, yes. Who yeah. loved to stand at a net with a bucket of balls. Yeah. And Eon said, stay down longer, stay down longer. Because yeah. the crowd loved crowd it. Love the pirate it. had become part of the establishment. Yes, I mean, he had. you don't often see that. It was no. great. It was an act. Yep, yep. You're right. You're right. He and people the... wondered whether he'd come out with the scarf and the eye patch the and eye stuff. The eye patch and all of that. Yeah, yeah. He didn't need to. You know, he, he had that sort of pirate swagger. Pirate swagger. That's exactly the, that's what they're talking about yeah, here. Yeah, swagger. Well, Nick's got a bit of a swagger, hasn't mm-hmm. he? He's got a swagger that says, I'm a bit different. <laughs> if I'm I, a bit different. I'm not Rafa. Yeah. You know, I don't fiddle like that. <laughs> I'm not Roger. No. You know, dull as. I am Nick. The dumpster. Like an olumpet. I am the dumpster. <laughs> The Rugby League Players Association, in partnership with the Bank of Volandes, have done a deal with Bitcoin to pay all Rugby League salaries Cardano cash. Stay tuned for blockchain updates on Bludging on the Blind Side. Adam Carney has had a great run with the number 11. Mm. Anything significant uh, that the uh, Murdoch press got this? Anything significant that happens to me? 11 seems to come up. Uh, Carney said uh, recently, it's a spiritual number, a guiding number, but it's hard to talk about because it, people might think it, you're nuts. Right. Now, let me, Hang let on. me set it it's out. It's a spiritual number. Yeah, spiritual number, a guiding number, hard to talk about because people might think you're nuts. Mm. Now, okay. in numero- numerology... Yeah. Not a subject I'm all that familiar with. The no. number 11 is a master number, which signifies intuition, insight and enlightenment. A master number? Yeah. When paired with, mm. uh, together, 11, 11, mm. get it, two. Two 11s, yeah. yeah. That's what's that, supermaster? That's supermaster. I'll give you an idea how big it is. When paired together, 11, 11 is said to be a clear message from your spirit guides mm. and the universe to become conscious and aware. Look, I'm all for taking psychedelics to improve mental performance. Sure. I've been doing it for years yeah. myself. Uh, but this is going way too far. Well, 
It's overdosing. Yeah. So what happens here is... Uh, uh, hang on, hang on. How does this work? How does this, who's getting what? in touch with, with me if I come across 11, the number 11. 11 or something? Well... Is this some spirit guide getting in touch with me? Well, I don't... What am I, how am I meant to respond to the spirit yeah. guide by being aware? It's not as though it's uh, got a name or a presence. It's just a system. Oh. You know, so as in there's another essential element to this story. It began 30 years ago. Mm. Greg Hickman, this is sidebar issue here, yeah. Greg Hickman was training a small team in the bush at the time when he was offered an opportunity to work at the big city stable Warwick Farm. Hickman accepted the job knowing his life was changing forever. As he watched his hometown of Gunnadar disappearing in the rearview mirror. Yeah. You can see it now, Gunnadar yeah. in the rearview mirror. Hickman glanced at the clock on the car dashboard. It read... 11 past 11. Thanks very much. See, you're on board. Wow. You know, you, I didn't... I, there was no, 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 that's scary. Scary? <laughs> isn't it? I mean, the, the, the number 11 is fascinating, isn't it? I, I was just... You, look, I was, I, was, I was just thinking about this the other day. Do you know that Don Bradman was never on 11 runs? When he got out? No, no, no. At, at any time. Ever. He always, ever. He, always he was always 9 or 10 or and 13. then to 12. No, 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 off he'd go. Never 11. Isn't that Never incredible? once. Isn't that incredible? How did you work that out? I just looked it up. Oh. You know, did the Don ever, was the Don oh, ever on 11? Google it, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, fair I enough. Mean, that's all you've got to now, do. As fate would have it, remember he's leaving the town at 11 11. Yeah. As fate would have it, these two men, this is uh, Adam Carney and um, Greg Hickman, mm. were lunching on the Gold Coast the day before Hickman trained Parada, part owned by Carney, was due to contest the Rich Magic Millions three year old guineas. I asked Greg if Parada would win mm. when he said, I have something to tell you. I've got a thing about the number 11. Mm. You know. Yeah, as you my do. Wa- my wife, Taylor, thought this was a G-up and she said, you two have spoken about this before. I told Taylor, I swear we hadn't. Yeah. And then I told Greg I had the same issue with number 11. So two of them wow. had the same issue with number 11. Wow. Gunnada. Rainbow the, connection. Rainbow connection through the number. When Parada The spiritual won, guides at the same time, each of their own spiritual guides were saying they had to be equally conscious at the same time. Is that how it works? I think that's right. Now. So where did it end up? Well, it's a what hell of a mean? story. <laughs> What's it mean? How did the numbers express themselves in terms of winnings? Okay, that's that's the nub. Yes. Right. When Parada won his first rate race, he was a 11 to 1 chance. <laughs> when he won his first group race, group, uh, you know, yeah. obviously one or whatever it was, he came out of barrier. 11. Thanks very much. When he won his final race, the Red Zell Stakes, yeah. his starting position was gate. 11. And when Parada ran away with his only Group 1 win, the, uh, the 2019 All-Age Stakes, yeah. it was... 11. Years oh, after his... Oh, Lord. After his father died. 11 years after his father died? 11 years after his father died. What are the chances of that? <laughs> Sometimes you sort of... Feel as though you're pushing. This yeah, bit, I know, I know. But, but stick with us. I know. But the thing is, HG, as I often say to kids, you know, who are interested in these sorts of things, I often say, "All right, imagine what happened today, eleven years ago." You know, and they say, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's when we didn't buy a car, that's or right. something like that." Yeah, you know, or the, or the scones were burnt, or something like that. Or we deep-fried the scones. We deep-fried the scones and we were all sick. Now, Carney recalled that everything seemed to 
to be in sync going into the Magic uh, Millions three years ago. Oh, so sorry, the Magic Million Guineas two years ago. It was like nothing could go wrong. I remember we were staying at this hotel and they let me park in the same spot each morning because we were going to track work at 4 a.m. Yeah. Then I'd drive back to the hotel at 5.30 a.m. But one morning there was a car in my spot with the number plates. 11, 11. Well done. 11, oh, 11. Good. What was it doing there? Abbreviation. Who was driving it? Uh, these were abbreviations for 1111, you get me? Yeah. 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 So ELVN, you know, twice. Oh, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah, yeah. Now, that same week, Carney and Hickman purchased a Fastnet rock yearling at the Magic Million Sales. With everything that was happening in his life, Carney and Hickman, uh, when it came to naming, the yearling was obviously 1111. Yeah. That's what they had to call it. Mm. There was a certain synchronicity about the purchase of the yearling. I was the underbidder for the horse, yeah. but he wasn't sold on the day. You understand? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, as the day progressed, I hadn't bought a horse. And when I got back to my hotel, Taylor asked, that's his missus, what happened? And I, I said, I haven't bought a thing. Mm. She would have been shocked, wouldn't she? She would have, yeah. What, you've come home empty-handed, no yeah. horse? Where's my horse? <laughs> Stunned. I opened the catalogue and came to the page of the Fastnet Keeling and I kept saying to myself, I should have bought it. Yeah. Taylor said to ring Greg back and tell him you wanted to buy the horse and I rang Greg and asked him if he could get contact the breeder and tell him I'm happy to pay a quarter of a mil for it. Yep. Greg said, no, we're not paying. Why didn't you offer him 11000 or something? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or 110000 Yeah. Now, uh, if I've got the numbers right there. Anyway, Greg, no, we're not paying a quarter of a million for it but, but I said, Greg, please do it for me. Then a little later, Greg rang back and said, you owe me 10000 as I got the horse for 240000 We had to name it 1111. Oh, what a magical story. Mm. And, you know, the funny mm. thing is most jockeys have stories about numbers, Do they? don't they? Yeah, yeah. Do they? They don't often uh, uh, the, evolve, evolve a number as powerful as 11. No. They, sometimes they're lesser numbers, you know, like 7. Yeah which is a number I've always had trouble with over the years. I hate seven. Yeah. Don't know why. Well, that's because Bruce McAvaney's on it. And remember yeah. all those times you put Bruce McAvaney on with the Rooting King and the... Oh, he's on just, seven. He's is on seven. Is that why I don't like that bloody sunrise show? <laughs> is that it? Yeah, Koshy and them. Yeah. Oh, no, you can't stand them because no. they're on seven. Yeah. But i tell you what works for you is 27, doesn't it? Oh, 27. 27. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what, yeah, yeah. you know, the boys... Uh, it's my lucky charm. Yeah, Fractious and, uh, you know, Fractious yeah. Bruce and Weed, always, yeah. you know, 27. They they were over the moon when they drew 27. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always yeah. with 27 start, always sure. did it, sure. you know. Yeah, yeah. I know it's incredible, 27. It is amazing. And I've often discussed this with mathematic ma- mathematicians. Yes. You know, I often say to them, I love your work because I know how important numbers are. <laughs> The best of Roy and HG. All the best bits put into a blender, mixed up and spat out to you. If you were a fan suffering from rugby league denial syndrome, you are not alone. Just reach out to bludging on the blind side. Uh, look, there's a suggestion from Malcolm HG. He says that... Um U.S. traders, you've got to remember that due to water going down the plug hole in the opposite direction to ah. Australia, mm-hmm. you know, you mm-hmm. know, because of gravity, mm-hmm. just works the other way, doesn't it? Our traders need to operate in a mirror-reversed environment. Right. So and you'd have to have a mirror, work? otherwise you'd feel weird with the water going around the wrong way. But would that mean threads were... No, 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 I don't think it affects threading. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's just the water going down the bowl. Right. It can put you off. It can, you know, can. Yeah. while you're used to the carpet going in a certain direction on the flash. 
Well, that's it. You know, just yeah. imagine. That's how weird it is when it's going wrong. Yeah. You think you're going mad. I know. You'd have to step back and yeah. think about it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Now, Andrew's been in touch, and she, he says Coriolis is the reason the water goes down the drain in different directions in the northern and southern hemispheres, not gravity. What does that mean? Well, what a good question. And what does happen on the equator? Does it go in? Just with, stays there. Just stays there. Yeah. And just goes down evenly, perhaps. Now, uh, although this hasn't come. Coriolis, I must get, yeah, get the involved. Facts. Yeah, Coriolis, yeah. get involved. That's right. <laughs> and try and do it at your place. Yes. I suppose there'd be a few plumbers listening who'd know all about Coriolis. They, they're probably taught that. Well, yeah, well that, they'd have to be. It wouldn't come naturally. No. Now, apparently it's Sandown, number 11's just won. I wouldn't know what race we're up to there because of my eyes taken elsewhere. But that's a good get for the 11. It is, isn't it? And Ben of Sunrise Beach uh, puts the question, what would Gough Whitlam have had to say about this 11-11 business? Such a powerful number, isn't it? It is. It, it, I hadn't when thought it about it. When you think about it. 11-11. Yeah, we never think about it, do we? No. Well, we are now. Exactly. And it's a very sober consideration, isn't it? It is. I, I, you know, look... I'm looking at numbers differently now. You know, uh-huh. every now and again you don't think of numbers at all. And every now and again you think. Well, you've always, even yeah. in the show, revealed that problem you've always had with seven. Yeah. Remember when the king used to mm-hmm. get in barrier seven? You'd scratch the I horse did. straight away. Straight away. Well, I always and no like, questions asked. The only thing I like doing, HG, is tackling a number seven because you always gave them, gave them something special because they were little. Now, <laughs> 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 look, I don't know if we can explain this, but. As you know, uh, Skid Marks over at nine is trying to drag the whole... Hang on. Sorry. Rod Laver won 11 Grand Slam titles, as did Bjorn Borg. I mean, this is just getting too scary, isn't it? I know. I wish we hadn't opened this camera. I know. I tell you what, let's... You can see how how cults begin, can't you? You can. It'd be so easy to start a cult. Number 11 cult. The number 11 cult. Mm -hmm. Now, hang you on, know, because there are a lot of people, gullible people in the world who could be easily switched on and turned on to this sort of thinking, you know. Are there yeah. gullible people? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people who think Class A's okay. Yeah. Whatever happened to Covis 11? Covis 11? <laughs> or COVID 11? COVID 11, even I know. better. So are you seeing this 19 not indicating a year but mm. indicating the number of times this virus has been loose in the world? No, I'm not suggesting that at all. Well, but, you but, can't. Well, I could. I, 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 won't, I won't disagree with yeah. you. Yeah. But all I'm suggesting is if COVID-19 was COVID-11, it would be a hell of a lot more powerful and we've just got to be thankful that it's not. No, that's beautifully put. Now, can I just say 11? When's the 11th of May come up, for instance? That would be a I'm just, I'm just, yeah, 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 yeah. Going. Right. Are you seeing people maybe nuding up and dancing around a, a kerosene flame? I'm not sure that sort of thing. And what covering themselves in pig fat? Well, that'll be two for a start. <laughs> <laughs> for a start. Is that what elevenists get up and, to? And maybe playing them. I don't know. They, they catch a fish, turn it into a scone, cover themselves in pig fat and light a fire. <laughs> Is that it? And play Bon Jovi really loud. <laughs> I mean, just to start with, I mean, yeah. all of a sudden you've got the elements. You've got your fish. Yeah. You've got your, you know, your obviously. Well, we're starting to get rules. Rules. For how oh. elevens behave. That's fantastic. And look, we have, we've only been working you on this. You can do it. I know. Okay. The 11th of every month. Every month's got an 11 in it. And People you, forget that. And we've only been working People on People think, this. oh, no, I can just skip straight from 9 to 10. Like the no, you can't. No, you can't. Now, That's and, temporal reality. And we've only done this for 11 seconds. 
Imagine what happens if we did it for 11 hours. Whoa. Imagine the ideas, the rules we could come up with in 11 hours. Yeah, it's a fascinating problem. Now, I was going to start on this topic, which I think I'll have to hold over because it's got to do with dragging mm-hmm. the television broadcasters. Oh, over the line. Over the line in the rugby league, but the television's yeah. really digging their heels in. Yeah. And I noticed that uh, Skid Marks over at night, when mm. Skid Marks appropriate, when he's being dragged, yeah. and Skid Marks are really digging in, um, he's saying that he wants to, obviously, but he wants thrown into the deal, is the, uh, the website work from the digital Aside oh. of the NRL's output, which apparently uh, oh. has 1.6 million account holders yeah. and is the largest social media footprint, 5 million people, of any sport in the country. Wow. Now, the proposal fits in. That's got to be worth a fortune. Well, that's that's what he's suggesting. So would you get stuff like the uh, Cleary TikTok videos? Oh, you get all of that. So people can watch that on Channel 9. Well, through Channel 9. So as Channel 9's advertising spread can go. Yeah. This is just me making things up here. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I don't want to give Skid Marks ideas. No. But they would be able to put, well, let's say. would love to be able to see it. But you can see it on YouTube. Why would you bother going to Channel 9 and asking Skid, can I look at it? Right. Forget YouTube. This has just come down to your television. Yeah, right. You, you know, less. Well, you don't even have to ask for it. It's just there. Just there. <laughs> just there. With the coals out on either <laughs> side of it. Uh, and something to do with advertising other programs like League. You know, in the League. Ah, you know, I'm with you. Laugh in the League, Fatty and Chook, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. They'll yeah, be able yeah. to get another program. Look, right. unfortunately, all these uh, issues will have to remain sort of where they are for the moment, but mm. that 11, hasn't that given you something to think about? It certainly has. I what's, mean... What's the date today? Is today the second? No, I don't think so. Uh, isn't that weird? I think it is. Oh, the second? Yeah. So nine days' time. You got it. The best of Roy and HG. This is the Church of Football Redemption, bludging on the blind side. With the collection tray and a slab of fruit and nut, it's those lively lags and the double XL shorts, Roy Slaven and HG Nelson. Now, last week, I think we broke a story concerning Leichhardt Oval. And uh, remember the uh, person who won the prize lived in the area yeah. and uh, one of the prizes, should oh, I say. In Annandale. In Annandale yeah. and was worried that the development, which I think was going to raise the... Uh, I think the, it was Joy, Joy in Annandale. Yeah, yeah. fair yeah. enough. Uh, yeah. Raise the number of people who could go to oh. about 20,000. Right. And reinvent the whole, you know, reboot and... Yeah. Would, like an oval 2.0 yep. to use the current vernacular. Mm. Uh, but she thought the Greens might have some word against That's it. Right. But be that as it may, what disturbs me now, and I didn't realise how the fingers of Volandis, how many pies they're in, but Concord Oval, mm. which as we know is where we meet with for the Rural Anzacs, Concord Oval in inner Sydney is undergoing the first major overhaul in more than three decades as grandstands are being demolished to allow construction to start on a $75 million sporting and community precinct. Now, the state government in New South Wales has a lot of money, doesn't it? A hell of a lot of money. It just... I mean, Hell of got, a lot of money. It's got all these Volandis projects like Lotto Land, yeah. Leichhardt Oval, and now Concord Oval. Now, yeah. the multi the multi-use indoor recreation centre featuring courts and rooms for community use will be built over the next 18 months, along with head office and elite training facility for, wait for it, West Tigers. West Tigers? Now, hang on a minute. I thought it was for Rugby Union. Yeah, now, well, that's uh, several things going on here. The spiritual home of West Tigers, surely, if it's not out of Campbelltown, it's is Leichhardt, Leichhardt Oval. Oval. 
course it is. And who cares about a centre of excellence when you can have the memories of Golden Boots, Keith E. Barnes, yes. Paul Sirenin, Kerry Emsley, yeah, you right. know, Kevin Hardwick, the hardest man ever to play the game, yeah. you know, yeah. Blocker Roach. Yeah, I, know. I mean, all those memories there because they would inspire any young kid coming through once they looked at the video That's right. uh, of these great players going round. That's right. The Rugby League Club's ex- uh, existing training and administrative facilities at the Oval are deemed to be below the standard expect for an NRL club. What? Oh. Below the standard expected for an NRL club. Right. Okay. I mean, where is the benchmark here? Penrith? Mm. Um, apart from the main playing uh, field, the redevelopment will also include a boutique grandstand for spectators and outdoor. A boutique grandstand. Yeah. That's not rugby league. I know. Rugby league crowds don't want a boutique grandstand. They don't. (laughs) They want a bloody good game to watch. Exactly. Here they've got barbecue facilities, landscaped areas. Landscaped? For a rugby league crowd, three hundred. They'd vomit on it. No, no, three hundred spaces. It, it says it bears some similarities to Redfern Oval. When was the last time a rugby league game was played at Redfern Oval for competition points? Yeah, good question. A long time ago, long I can't remember. We might have been there. Well, uh, we were there. Were we there? Has it, no, we were there because um, as part of the fundraising yeah, that was involved with getting get the rabbits, club back together. Yeah, or yeah. get back it into competition. Yeah, that's right. We were that's there for right. that. That's right. Now, the grandstands have already been stripped of their seats ahead of the main demolition work starting in a couple of uh, weeks. Yeah. The Oval was redeveloped in the 1980s as a match venue for the 87 World Cup and its two grandstands are a familiar sight, obviously. Now, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. the state government in is uh, funneling $42 million into the redevelopment while the Canterbury Bay Council is chipping in seven, uh, $15 million with West Tigers. Wait for this, $18.5 million. I mean... God almighty, where, where are they getting this money from? Exactly. Who's lending them that? Yeah. And how many cars are going to be able to park there? Well... How yeah. big's the car park now well, at Concord what, Well, I'm not sure what the current car park, but at the moment and Can it's people go and park there any time? They can. Okay. Now, wait for it. The train, a train station mm. named Burwood North. Burwood North. Now, you'd think this would be an opportunity yeah. to name it after a rugby league. Exactly. If it's going to be for rugby league. It's going to be for rugby league. It might as well have a rugby league name. Yes. Now, I'm not opposed to the name Volandis. No, going I'm on the train, train station. No. So where, where do you get off? Oh, you get off of Volandis. Yeah, or the Big what, V. The Big V. What's that after? That's after Burwood. Yeah. Go to Burwood and that, your next stop's Volandis. You get off there. Mm-hmm. So a train station named Volandis on the planned 20 billion plus Metro uh, West, Sydney Metro West rail line between Central and Parramatta will also be less than 200 metres from the Oval. Okay, I'm rail liking line. this. So rail. there's going to be a dedicated rail line, what, from Central... To Parramatta, to past Volandis. Going past Volandis yes. and the new Rugby League Centre of Excellence or the, for, the West or for the West Tigers. Now, how much the people of Campbelltown feel? Well, uh, well left behind. Left behind. And Ignored. Soon, and soon there'll be no Wests in West Tigers. No. And what's going to happen to Leichhardt Oval? All well, the history. Big, All I, the history. I know. That's what disappoints me. People, Joy, loved going to Leichhardt Oval. And what about Lidcombe Oval that was the home of the Magpies? You know, yeah. Dallas Donnelly, all of that, all of that history. Mm. Where does that go? Mm. Lidcombe Oval, I've forgotten about that. Or Henson Park. Henson Park. Home of the Roosters. Home, yeah. I mean, this is just madness. I mean, how are we ever going to get kids interested if we yeah. just tear up history at this rate? Well, that's why we burn history. You know, yeah. it, it's like tearing statues down, isn't it? I hadn't thought of that, but you're absolutely right. So is this just destroying ovals? Destroying ovals for, for 
Just pure vindictiveness. The best of Roy and HG. The International Panel on Climate Change has released startling evidence that suggests rugby league is the best spot for the environment. The panel believes all nations should establish a rugby league competition. This simple fact is known by all Australians listening to bludging on the blind side. Text line has been busy. Roy, what have you got? Uh, yeah, look, Carl's been in touch, is she? And uh, for people in Queensland, we were talking about the issue of uh, uh, players in the past having trades, that is, AFL and rugby league players in particular, having trades. It wasn't uncommon, uh, whereas these days it is uncommon. Now, Carl's been in touch. He says, talking of trades and footy players, do we remember when rubbish bins were picked up each week and emptied oh. by two blokes running behind? In South Australia, it was common for footy players to do this to keep fit and earn some coin. It's going back a while, but I'm sure we can... Look, that, that's an enduring in, image for me. Uh, players I, training, running behind, lifting up I, the bins, all of that. Do you know what? I, I believe that this is fairly common. Uh, a lot of rugby league players have yes. fit many years than that. Yep. Sadly... In my area, Tugger Coleman, the great uh, former South halfback. Oh, yes. He's a bin spotter to make sure they're all now, the wheelie bins are all yes. lined up in the right spots. But he drives around in a car. Oh. See what I mean? This is where it's... I didn't know bin was. spotting was a... Oh, that's a trade. A trade. Yeah, you see, I'd love to get uh, Scott Cam's thoughts on the bin spotters. Right, okay. But you see... See, you, you mean in your area the collection of rubbish is completely mechanised? Mechanised. with your Utterly mechanised. Utterly mechanised. Um, in fact, so much so there's what I call... What happened if there are cars in the way? Well, the hang bin? on, hang on. I'm just oh. going to come to that. Right. There's a bin puller who drags them out about Well, then the Coleman, Coleman's job isn't warranted because the puller can always the puller often, make adjustments. The puller often makes mistakes. Oh, and uh, puts them in places where the mechanised can't get access. Yeah, can't get access. Or there's well, that's some a training other... issue. Has Scott Cam spoken to this bloke? These people? No, I don't think so. I'd love to see a Scott Cam, you know, PowerPoint presentation. Yes. Placement. Placement. Curb. Where to put it? That's it. I mean, why isn't that? A, that is a good one to start with. That's right. The Prime Minister's press conference. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'd like to just defer to Scott on this issue, Scott. Thanks very much, Prime Minister. Now, bin placement is incredibly important. Uh, now, uh, someone else has been in touch here, actually, Justin from Earlwood. That's yes. in uh, the Sydney area. He says the ultimate tradie player was Father John Coots. Maybe that's an option for the players. You... See, that doesn't happen very often anymore, does it, that you have a Catholic priest running around playing professional rugby league? Has there been any priests well, playing now, what uh, a great, AFL? Now, that I'd love to know. I'm sure there have been, yes. but maybe not at the highest level. Well, George um, Pell famously was a, a player, but, yes. but not professional. Well, he was just played in the seconds, I think, for seconds. Richmond. I could be wrong about that. Yeah. And I know that the church brought the game to the Tiwi Islands, yes. supposedly. Oh, okay, The modern yes. game. I'm yes. not talking about Mungrook or one of those, but the modern. No, no, no. It, this is going back in the 30s. Yes. So it does have a great connection, the church. Now, you'd imagine the Collingwood Club, I think, has a Catholic history. It does, and so famously. there may well have been many a priest in back in the day yes, who, who put on the, the black and white. Yes, and of course their great opponents were the Fitzroy Club, who are famously, and I hope I got this right, who are famously a Protestant club. Oh, okay. Uh, were there any pastors? 
Well, Doug Nichols became, Doug Nichols a, became yeah, just, a pastor. I'm just clutching a straw here. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, became well a remembered. pastor. Right. Um, and uh, the uh, the world of church and AFL is closely tied. Yes. Um, and Probably goes back to the days of Archbishop Mannix, Daniel Mannix. He would have had a club. <laughs> he probably was partly responsible for the Collingwood Club, I'd suggest. Yes, very good. Very good. I don't know that he played, but that's just No, me. no, he did, definitely didn't play. He was too old by the time he got here. He was well in the oh, 60s, Oh, I see. I, I didn't realise that he was a, a blow-in. Oh, yes. I think he yeah. came from Dublin, I want to say. Right. Or just to sort the joint out. To sort the joint out, yeah. Mm. yeah. Now, uh, look, can you just uh, have a look at the text line? Have you, uh, there was one look, there interesting is a, one. Look, there is a question here, actually. I don't know who the question has come from, but uh, someone is asking, is... Israel Falau a pastor? Yes. Well, arguably he is. Well, I think the whole family have signed up, haven't they? I, I've got to. G- I think they. I think that's correct. Is I it think... the dad and the uncle and didn't Israel? they start their own show? They've got their own show. They've definitely got their own show. The Church of the Latter Day Falau's. Yes. Uh, and it's going gangbusters as nearly as I can tell. With yes. Uh, opening an arm in France at the moment. But can anyone start their own church? I suppose you can. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we're going through a golden age of online church startups. Ah, you know. So as if you're using Zoom or Skype, yep. I'm not sure how many people you can get with Skype, but Zoom might be the one where you can get more. Yep. Uh, people will know. Yeah. Anyway, so you can literally start a church tomorrow, or you can start a church, a Sunday church, legally, and and get le- I mean, the tax arrangements you make. I mean, could people turn their own home into a church and make it tax free, for example? I mean, yes, I, I don't want no, to create I, problems no, or yeah, headaches for, yeah. for, for solicitors here or accountants or indeed tax agents. <laughs> or but, the government. Or the government. But it seemed to me, you know, if, I, if you're allowed to do it, what is to stop every family in Australia starting their own church? Nothing, as nearly as I can tell. Well, there you are. I think coming to your point... Although, have you got to have a certain number of congregation to give your church legitimacy? legitimacy. Well, I I don't know. I'd like to think that. But can I just put in... uh, I I thought you were going to stop a little bit earlier than the numbers that needed to give it legitimacy. (laughs) Yes. Um, If you used your house... Yes. ...as a means of earning the income for the church... Yes. ...then I think it would be possible to claim and argue in the court that that was a taxable... Yes. Well, you just have to open up the lounge room for the congregation. You'd have to demonstrate that there was a, let's say, in a biblical, sorry, in a Christian sense, there was an altar. If that was a tool of the trade, you don't have to have it. What if your church doesn't have an altar? Yeah, I know. It's one of those modern churches. It's one of those modern ones. We just just have a, we don't even have a lectern. But we we have a chair. A chair, yeah. And the the head bloke sits at the chair. Yeah, but. No one else is allowed to sit on that chair. During can I point out the session? A, yeah, but can I point out you can buy a chair from IKEA yes. or a second-hand chair for next to nothing. Uh, yes. Where you're better on safer circumstances is we put in a swimming pool, so we could, a 50 metre swimming pool, so we could do baptisms in it. Then you get an argument for now tax concessions. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Yes, I, I see now. And if you wanted to have a baptism of maybe. All your parishioners at the same time, and if you well, have, that might be a tenant and faith. We all do it together. We all do it together. Yeah. yeah. In which case, the you've got you to need have the a, fifty you've meter. Got, you've got to have a totally fifty meter at least. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, with separation, with and separation, that. and all of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the. And if that was, if you based your church on, say, John the Baptist, where you spent a fair bit of time in the water. Mm, that's what I mean. Yes. So yes. people come around in their togs. And you can get terrific tax concessions. 
You can. Yeah. Because remember, of course, in these straightened times, yep. this will be argued yes. as an important okay. element of faith. Right. Of, of keeping yeah, the well, glue. Of the glue that holds the society together. Exactly. And you'll draw lines not in the lanes, the eight lanes, but you'll draw in like a chessboard yes. where people can stand. Can stand, yes. And yes. maybe, you know, we got the pool built with the lanes, now it has to be remarked. That is a cost to the church because we believe that is important to our faith. Yep. To stand yep. not only in the pool but to be but correct distance apart. Spatial separation. Spatial 1.6 or it might be two metres It's now. gone up to two metres. Two metres. So, ah, oh, sorry, we're going to have to reline it. We, we went with 1.6. Mm. Get the tradies back, Scott Cam. Can, <laughs> can I point out? Prime that, Minister deferring. Yeah, that's Scott, right. do you want to take that? <laughs> yeah, look, it's not a problem. We can... Uh, we can fix up that pool real quick. <laughs> now, then the church suddenly becomes popular. Yeah, and everyone's us... doing it. <laughs> oh, well, hang on. <laughs> Knocking the house down to bung in a big pool. The best of Roy and HG. Space. China. Rugby League. Australia. Join the dots. It is your future. Imagine the Shanghai SARS slugs packing down against the Footscray funnel webs on Mars for the Volandis Cup. All future intergalactic fixtures hung bludging on the blind side. Roy, obviously we live in strange times, but you know it shocked me when I saw an item in the paper that the SCG Trust urges members not to walk, not to walk away amid crisis. Now, Good. this is a story writ large across every sporting organisation and I know you're the face of Watsford Oval, but they must be in trouble, Watsford Oval, at the moment. But well, the they... Oval's never looked better. We've had rain. Yeah. Uh, it, all it's missing is a few... Action. Yeah, a few players on I it. Know, but but I, I've never been prouder of the way it looks. And I know we'll get to this later on, but how's that grant money you got from Shotgun McKenzie going? Yeah, uh, good. Well, we've yeah. put in the lift as as required. The lift goes nowhere, but that doesn't matter. It's a bit of a talking point. Um, in the town? Yeah, it is a big talking point in the mm-hmm. town because uh, in the days when you could drive around and go for a spin, you'd ob- often get a caravan of cars just going past and having a look at the lift going nowhere. So it, if anything, it, look, it's sculpture. Yes, yeah, it's a talking point. It's a talking point, yes. an accidental sculpture. Now, yeah. <clears throat> look, we'll unpack the Watsford Oval problems during the show, but can I point out the Sydney Cricket Ground has a 13-year waiting list. Good. So it's not as though they don't have people offering throw, to throw money at. Yes. 13-year waiting list. Yep. Now, then we get uh, – it's obviously got a terrific board of trustees, including the Parrot, Harvey, Norman, or, you know uh, – Oh, uh, Jerry Harvey. Jerry Harvey. Is Jerry on it? Yeah, he's the. the I is think Harry tri- Triggerboff on it? I, I don't know, there think was so. talk of Harry being uh, being uh, uh, put into the war cabinet. Oh well, he, he an excellent person in the war cabinet. Yes. Now, uh, obviously, I meant to say Harvey Norman, Chief Executive Katie Page. Oh right. Former News Corp Chairman Johnny Hardigan and uh, Corporate Heavyweight Tony uh, Shepherd as Chairman. Right. Now, what's happening here is that. Obviously, a thing like the SCG gets money from people paying memberships. Yes. Now, they're fairly hefty memberships, yep. but they get to sit in the long room if they want to. They get free tickets for the test and all that sort of stuff. Yes. Access to, obviously, games that go on there. But the trouble is there's no games going on. No. So the spin-offs in membership look like you're tipping money into a, well, a hole, really, yeah. and flushing it. Yes. Uh, because you're not getting anything But it's maintaining it. your membership, isn't it? 
It's maintaining your membership. Yeah, so, 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 right. Which puts you in front of the 13-year wait. Yes. To get on. Yeah. Now, I'm just wondering if the, putting those problems to one side, yeah. we come to then the Collingwood Football Club, who's yeah. got the same problem with membership. Yeah. People saying, well, there's no matches. Give us, your mo- give us our money back, you bludgers. Oh, is that what they're saying? I think that seemed to be the uh, ah. stink between uh, Eddie Maguire, yeah. who could go on the war cabinet, yeah. I think, yeah. and Tony Jones midweek, was that the Eddie seemed to be pleading with the Collingwood faithful yeah. uh, to, you know, say, hang in there, yeah. something might happen. Don't ask for the money back, even though obviously fair trade would suggest we should pay it all back. Sure. They'd lose a line, you know, a line of income. Yeah. Now, two yeah. things, yeah. two things we have to think. Is it time to suggest diversification? Mm. We can't put on uh, events like Michael Bublé or we can't put on, you know, the reformed, I don't know, Jet or well, whatever. We can't put on cricket or football. I know we can't. That yeah. was the other thing. So I was teasing out another strand of income yeah. was flogging off the uh, rental or earning money from rental for events. I think what we've got to go to is really lateral thinking and start growing things on these venues. Uh, so much so that you diversify completely your income streams, your income sources. So let's start with the – and for, let's not forget that the ground staff are the best in the world at yes. these places. I don't know what your ground staff like at what's of it Oval. Very good. But, but I know that, for instance, uh, you know, at uh, Victoria Park, yes. at, uh, you know, obviously the SCG, the ground staff are superb, yes. magnificent. And if we could get, somehow tease out some of those hydroponic skills that mm. Australians are known for around the world, we could get crops growing there at a great rate, yes. at a great rate. So instead of coming up to well, the... they're very, generally speaking, they're, they're very fertile... Fertile. ...areas, aren't they? And they have terrific uh, irrigation infrastructure. Thanks very much. So you can monitor your soil, your moisture levels in your soil very, very carefully. Now, yes. can I also suggest that uh, with a bit of luck, we could plant out the stands as well. In, oh, with, with pots. Pots, exactly right, yes. 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 So what would happen would be you would might... Would you get Scott Cam involved in the building of these of these pots? Would they be timber pots, HG, lined in some way with a... Like planter boxes. Yes, planter boxes. Now, you know, there were, I hadn't thought of Scott Cam at all, but no. that's a brilliant idea, Roy. That's Good. a brilliant... I don't know why he escaped me. He's no. probably got his hands full. Well, he has if he's going to build this, uh, this rugby league ground uh, up, at, up uh, at Morton Island. <laughs> Now look, I, but he will have time eventually because that won't take him too long. As no, you said, about he can a do week. it in a day. Oh, yeah, a, week. a week. Okay. Now Good. imagine Scott Cam advising mm. the ground staff. Should they need any advice about this, they don't have to all put their head up at once and say, "Oh, you come on down to the SCG, Scotty, and give us a hand with the planter boxes." Sure. You know, there's plenty of space in areas which haven't been, which have been largely used as thoroughfares for your planter boxes. Well, exactly. Boxes. Yes. And then your pop. Plants, you mean the vomitorium areas? The vo- <laughs> vomitorium areas. Yes. That's right. Yes. So you've got plenty of opportunities to tease out this. Then sure. what are we going to grow? I bet you that in Marvel Stadium you could grow mangoes all year round because yes. it's this contained environment. It's a biosphere. Biosphere. Yes. Exactly the word Controlled I'm looking for. Biosphere. biosphere. Yeah, good. And just go up to Port Augusta and have a look at what they've done with an old clapped-out power station up there yes. and their hydroponic tomatoes. Yes. Now, don't tell me that Australians couldn't get the majority of their green needs yes. by backing the ute up to the, say, area where you bought the tickets in the old days yes. and said, give us a box of your specials. Sure. Then, can I go further? Asparagus. Asparagus, and, yes, yeah. exactly. Your yep. spinach. Spinach. Oh, your spinach. salad mix, your whatever, well, carrots. All manner of lettuce, yes. Oh, all I'm, manner of lettuce, yes. that's right. right. And how about a nice case of 
gross lissies to go with that. Yes, shirt. tomatoes. Yeah. Yes, or you know, twenty gross lissies or whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah, 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 yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. well, you could do companion planting, couldn't you? You'd have a row of tomatoes and a row of basil. I tell you what goes well with tomatoes is marijuana. Does it really? It I goes, didn't know it that. It goes incredibly well. I didn't now, know that. Now, can I just say, mm. we've got to think outside the square now and think, well, income, income. Yes. Where's the income going to come from? To, you know, the wild card round's great, yeah. but how are we going to get money to actually seed it, to make it start? It mm. won't sell itself. Right. So my suggestion is we change the laws yes. and allow cricket grounds to diversify yes. into the marijuana business. Wow. I mean, it's, you've got to have that out there thinking to be able to solve this problem. Mm. We're not going to be able to do it by, you know, Always looking at where well, the curve is look, flattened. You've got to bring always with these ideas, H. You've got to bring the public along. With no, you. I know, I, you, I know. You, I'm you, way you, ahead of you're where way the public. Ahead. Is. Yeah, you are. Yeah, no, you are. Yeah, I know. You are. But uh, and and I know. You, you know, every now and again, we we, we need radicals in, in our community. We do. We need visionaries. But it's pointless having a visionary if the people won't follow. Could I suggest a halfway house here? I'd love to hear a halfway if, house. If the MCG area, Watsford Oval, um, Windy Hill. Windy um, Hill. Uh, Victoria Park. Victoria Icon Park. Park, yes. Or, you or know, in Brisbane, the, the all of Lotto Land. Lang Park, all of that. Lotto Land, all of them. If we grew tobacco. Now, the Indians are, are smoking more than ever at the moment. Now, the subcontinent. The subcontinent, in, indeed. Yeah, yes. so, love their cigarettes. Oh, Hey, now, MCG Green. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't that amazing? Wow, yes. I didn't know that. And, that, for that. The, and for the Indians in particular, she to imagine they could smoke something that's come out of the soil. I know. Where I know. Sachin Tendulkar has scored a century. I know. I know. And where Don Bradman has scored a century. They would be smoking the memories of the greats. Blindsiders, looking for something special in dining this season? Make a beeline for first-grade cuisine dished up with front-row banter and abuse at Fafita's. The only night spot where a load goes in and out with a spray from a Dally M Premiership star. Is there anything on the jungle drums that has come in that... Uh... Caught your attention? Oh, yes. Dave of Curl Curl is suggesting medicinal marijuana might be a oh, way of... Taking the public halfway. Yes, so that you don't just get your, yeah. you know... No, well, look, I, I do... I did... Because you thought... don't want unsavoury types loitering around our great sporting institutions, do you? No, with Campbell World Carrots. Well, well, that's sort of... well, that sort of stuff, yeah. yeah. Now, can I, can I just ask... That gives some Durban poison yeah, that sort that's of stuff. Right, yeah. I mean, it's just not a good it, look. No. And shows, and fair enough, shows like, you know, A Current Affair and oh, you know, these they'd sorts lurk, of shows. They, they'd they'd lurk, lurk, they'd set yeah. people up, yeah. and they'd make people at the SCG, the staff, they, they'd make them feel ashamed. Embarrassed. And embarrassed. Yeah, no, they'd we embarrass can't have their that. families, mm. all of that. Their code. There'd be a probrium, you know, questions so, asked, the I, sports minister and the health minister of New South Wales and Victoria and Queensland, what, they would be all under the pump. They'd be... And what would just, we'd have to involve Mr Hart again, yes, you know, whether it was the right thing to do yes, with cannabis oil and all that stuff. Look, yep. can I just say I put it out there? Yes. Because I know what it's like in, in lockdown. Yeah. People are just sitting there 
I don't mean to be unkind. Yes. Saturday morning, what do you do? Saturday mm. afternoon, all of a sudden, should we listen to bludging on the blind side? Yes. Oh, yeah, let's give that a go. Yes. Uh, we could maybe play Red, Dem- Red uh, Dead Redemption 2, but we'll, sure. we won't do that. We'll listen to the radio, yes. et cetera. So yeah. nothing much going on. I'm not knocking that. No. That's fact. Mm. I speak on behalf of the people of Australia and thank them for it. Yeah. Just bludging along yeah. in lockdown. Yeah. So I had to think in my own mind, how do I reach in and yeah. grasp them yeah. and pull them into the reality of the problems of the SCG, yes. you, as you say, Watsford Oval and so on has. Mm. So I went big mm. on the marijuana. Yeah. I love the idea about the halfway house and tobacco. Yes. I think that's yes. a fantastic yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, look, HG, your motivations were pure. Thanks. That's right. That's right. They are, and I know that because I've known you a hell of a long time. Your motivations were pure. You're looking to maximise the amount of return. income that and return yeah, that yeah. can come. Could I suggest as well uh, growing poppies for uh, heroin? <laughs> because, I mean, if you're going to maximise... Yes. Now, that would take... Be, a... I know, a difficult sell. Yeah. A difficult sell. But could I suggest you, we, we get... Uh, say your people on the right wing are going to obviously be the first to voice dissent here. Mm. If we could say involve the board of the SCG, Allen and Co, in uh, into in on the ground planning of this, and say, look, the returns we're going to get yeah, here on this are yeah. astronomical, yeah. Yeah. astronomical. Mm. Yeah, just see. imagine what you just do imagine with what that you money. could do with that money. Yeah, you know when when the rebuild when the you know when the bridge is being. When, when we can cross it. Yeah, to the other there's side. There's going to be this gold mine, Yeah, Alan. gold mine. Yeah, that's right. Gold mine. Yeah. Swing a pick. Gold to roll it, Alan. Yes. yes. If we go with this plan. Now, it may not work, uh, but yeah. it might. I know. In which case, everyone else who'd come on board, you know, your, uh, your, um, uh, your, your, your Channel 9s, your, your Channel 7s, oh, they right. would all come on board and support it, say, you know, sure, it's controversial, but look at the money that Australia's going to get out of this. That's the way – that's, there, there, that's, that's, the, that's the, the purity of your motivation. Yes, thanks very much. That's exactly right. I'm thinking of, you know, PPE in yes. the future. I'm thinking of masks. Of course. I'm thinking of ventilators. How many masks could be bought for oh. two acres of pure heroin? <laughs> that's, that's what you've got to weigh up. <laughs> Isn't it? It is. Or am I mad? No. (laughs) The best of Roy and HG. All the best bits put into a blender, mixed up and spat out to you. Australians, do you want to become a rugby league referee? You're shocked your parents won't speak to you and now you don't know where to turn. Well, help is available. Keep listening to Bludging on the Blind Side. Last night... Did you, you never... watch Escape to the Country or something? I... <laughs> hasn't that show... That's got legs, hasn't got it? legs, hasn't oh, it? I mean, fantastic. You know, sometimes I watch the English version of that. Oh, it's much better, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, quality, I've seen that. High yeah, quality. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just love it when, they, when they've got to know... What do you think it's worth? Yeah. Put it Oh, and you think, God, is it going to be £460,000 or £465,000? And families, you know, get, get involved. involved. Everyone yeah. shouts out their yeah. own. Yeah, their own vid. Fantastic. Oh, no, that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, apropos of your religious comments, oh, yes. um, I was watching a, a Netflix doco last night on the Church of Satan in America. Oh, yes. Uh, How's it going, the Church of Satan? It's going really well. Is it reopening no. this weekend? Is no. the... <laughs> 
president's uh, <laughs> encouraging them to do? I think so. It's a great it's, idea, isn't it? Originally I thought it was a sort of like a spoof. Yes. Uh, but it's not a – and I apologise to the Church of Satan in America. Right. Um, they see themselves as, you know, they do all sorts of good work involving uh, looking after highways and the beach and tidying up after other people oh, who okay. make messes and stuff like that. Yes. It's a really, uh, you know, I suppose Satan got a bum rap and we're here, here to help him improve oh, his image. Oh, right. So, so what, he's been much maligned much by maligned. history. Much maligned by history. Right. Wasn't there, I, I'm not sure where Where did the, the best comes. bad press come from, though, HG, for the... For Beelzebub. Well, I think that at one point you had to remember, of course, the mm. religion, as you were talking about before, mm. had to invent things to draw people in. Oh, yes. So hell became something that you didn't want to get involved with, but you would avoid hell if you went to church. Yes. And then this, this of course, sure. began merchandising all sorts of things. Yes. Uh, I, I, think I, yeah, I suppose got... the genesis is, is you want ordered society, you want good behaviour. Right. Now, what I was trying yeah. to get, don't get bogged down in, no. in the religious no. issues. No. What I was taken by was here I am, I'm watching a religious program mm. when I should have been watching, you know, a celebration of my own religion. Footy. Ah, yes. Now, then it comes to the question of the 10-minute well, Which would have been more in, more entertaining, HG, seeing, say, the Richmond Tigers play Collingwood, play Collingwood winning by, say, 60 points going into the fourth quarter or this show on Satan? The, the, the Church of Satan, which was more which was more enjoyable. Sadly, uh, the Church of Satan. I mean, yeah, Eddie's, well, got a, no. Eddie's got a point, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, but then I thought the ten minute halves yeah. and only two halves. Yeah. I could watch both. Now oh. that's the thing that I think is the new thing that Eddie's trying to get to. Okay, so you have a big screen, say at the MCG. <laughs> With a show with, on with, afterwards. With, yeah. So what happens is you get the Veronicas out early, you get Guy Sebastian there sure. seeing a couple of, you then know, you classics. Then you the first quarter, the first then quarter. you go to the first part of, of Satan the, the documentary. The, yeah, the, the, the Church of Satan. Whoa, that's entertainment, isn't it? As last season's The Zombie Apocalypse awaits collection on bin night, we are now in the season of Grope 754. The Watchmen of Faith have seen off the dreaded Fafitas and declared peace in the galaxy's faraway cluster on bludging on the blind side. We've been highlighting the wonderful work done by the uh, participants in Rugby League promoting the game as, as mm. best as they can. Yes. And we haven't got to the attempted sale of NRL-owned... <clears throat> merchandise or equipment no, no. on eBay, etc. But another story concerning <clears throat> this great promotion again is from the jockeys who got to an Airbnb and thought, well, what do we do here? We have fun. Uh, and uh, this got wildly out of control. Uh, the um, the people in the frame for misadventure are Ben Mellum, uh, well-respected re jockey, Ethan Brown, an up-and-comer, Celine Gaudry, and the big name was Jamie Carr, who I think I'm right in saying is the current... Uh, premiership jockey in the Victorian area, era, area, yep. area, let's get it right. <laughs> yep. Now, um, we come to uh, Victorian racing boss, Giles Thompson. Jamie Carr is an extraordinary jockey and a great jockey to watch and not to have her there through the carnival undoubtedly diminished the carnival. Yes. This is because uh, she, Mellum, etc., have been outed for the whole of the spring carnival. Uh, 
Oh, really? Yes. They're, they're on the sideline because of this adventure. Oh. Uh, fantastic promotion. Got a lot of coverage in the press. Yes. Uh, the protocols are there for a good reason and no one is above these protocols and it's really important that everyone in our sport, no matter who they are, abides by them. Are, are these the COVID protocols? COVID that protocols. Broke, actually. Oh, okay. The inquiry is held behind closed doors due to the sensitive nature of the evidence and here my ears prick up. Yes. They're jockeys. Yes. The sensitive nature of the evidence. What were they up to? Well, I don't know if you've... Have you... I, I'm not really across that. Yeah. I heard there was a bit of a party on. Was that There it? was. That's right. So it was so an Airbnb that they rented. rented. Yes. And then they... Well, we'll get to the cleaning in a minute. But Carr, Mellon, Brown and Gaudry were charged with failing or refusing to comply with an order, direction or requirement of the steward or an official. We became aware of the situation and opened inquiry into the, what happened at the Mornington Airbnb, Racing Victoria Chief said, because of the sensitive nature of the evidence already taken, the inquiry will not be open to the press and will be issuing a media release at the conclusion of the inquiry. And I look forward to that enormously. Yeah. What could it be? What yeah. could they have done? Mm -hmm. The quartet were also fined for their breach of the state's COVID rules. That's uh, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah, Victorian yeah, police yeah, involved, yeah. usual sort of thing. I think they've been fined 5,452 for breaking the curfew, five-kilometre radius, limited oh, on Wednesday dear. night. Police called the property. Racing officials notified the alleged breach. Mm. Uh, the penalty must be seen as a public address to the seriousness of the offence or to address the seriousness of the offence. And the stewards have determined that all four jockeys shall have the licence to ride in races suspended for a period of three months. Three months. Now. Okay. We get Who's to I, the, who was brains behind this? Do we know, H.G.? Well, Whose idea was it that they should, hey, why don't we all, why don't we all just get together down at Airbnb? Yeah, no, look, will we get into trouble? No, Vaughny didn't when he had his barbecue. Nah. I mean, he's not Vaughny's. Now, We're not having a barbecue. Jamie Carr, I'm deeply embarrassed, quote, I'm deeply embarrassed and disappointed with myself. Good. Deeply embarrassed, disappointed with myself. myself. Yep. Good. There is no excuse for what I've done and no. I've let, let down my family, family and friends and the horses. And the horses. Yep. All the horses. The horse industry. The racing industry and all Victorians. <laughs> all Victorians who are doing the right thing in this lockdown. I deserve a penalty handed down by the stewards and will take time to reflect on my actions and its impact on so many people. Beautiful. Beautiful. No, Can't I accept fault that. that at all. That sounds genuine too, doesn't it? <laughs> racing officials are seething about the damage How done. How did to... the racing officials find out that they were together? Ah, this is an interesting point. Uh, Dobbers. Dobbers. Uh, it's been suggested to me yes. by... Were they being rowdy or anything? Is, uh, let me finish. Because when it, you get a few <laughs> jockeys together... <laughs> It can go off. You the whips know. go cracking. Now, it's been suggested by me that other jockeys, oh. jealous of their success yeah. and keen to advance their own causes yeah. over the spring carnival, dob them in. Right. Okay. See, that what's worries me about why, when you're sensitive nature of the evidence already taken, the inquiry will not be open. Hmm. How'd they find out? It would be the first question I'd ask. Yeah. Well, Mr. X or Ms. X, yeah. dob them in. Anyway, uh, Done the industry actions, jockeys, there. These individuals could have put the risk of the very continuance of our sport and blatantly disregard the broader community implications through their selfish and thoughtless actions. Now, what happens is the party, everybody, you know, obviously told to go home and they do. Yeah. A team of shock cleaners was left to clear up the mess following the jockey's wild party with one saying, one of the cleaners saying, there was blood everywhere. <laughs> And yeah. I thought, well, hello. That Gillen. sounds like a jockey's party to me. <laughs> hello, Gillan McLaughlin's been around. Yeah. Now. Do they find the body? No, not yet. Right. Res <laughs> Res residents of Tallis Drive 
described here in the Murdoch Press as a sleepy tree-lined street that borders the Mornington Golf Club, said the tranquility of their quiet corner was shattered on Wednesday night when the police turned up to break up an illegal party. A cleaner working at the Airbnb uh, that had been booked by rule-breaking jockeys said she walked into an absolute mess, finding what she believed to be bloodstains on the couch, red wine marks splattered on the floors. There was blood on the couch. Everywhere had to get the steam cleaners in. I took one look at... Look at it and thought, I can't clean it. I can't clean it. I mean, that doesn't often happen to cleaners, does no, it? No, it doesn't. She said several cleaners had and to be she brought seen in. She'd a few bloody messes, in, messes a time. in a time. Nothing like this. Whoa. Do you think it's sort of pent-up yeah. pent desire to escape lockdown that makes people go over the edge in these circumstances? I, I think lockdown has a particular um, effect on jockeys, HG, mm-hmm. to be honest. I mean, when you're used to being out and about. Having fun. Having fun, you know, galloping. Galloping on a steed. Galloping, yeah. You know, it's so free, yeah. 40 miles per hour. You feel free. You've got the wind in your face. You've got power between your legs. They're still able to do that. Uh, Oh, yeah, true. But But I know what you mean. Yeah. Metaphorically. Metaphorically, yeah. Yeah. You're chained up the rest of the time. Then you get back and you've got to, oh, I've got to what? You've got to stay inside. I don't want to stay inside. You've got to stay inside. I don't want to stay night. Mm. Yeah. I haven't got the wind and in the so, hair inside. Yeah, I know. So you get a little, Even if I put the so fan the, on, I so can't the, feel the wind in the uh, hair. After the weigh-in and everything's done, you, know, you sit around talking with your mates, you think, I'm sick of, I'm sick of being inside. Why don't, we, why don't we go and have a party? Why don't we go to an Airbnb? Why don't Airbnb? we go to an Airbnb? Mm. Now. And why don't we find, why, why don't we bring along something to kill? <laughs> now. That's when they lean forward. Yeah, that's right. Count me in. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Which street are we going to? <laughs> now, steam cleaners and a mobile pool cleaning service. Yeah. Mobile pool cleaning service? As in the pool out the back was... Oh, the was bloodstained as well. Appears that way. <laughs> uh, cleaning service arrived at a... Sh- it's not a cult or a coven, is Well, it? it's got to be. It's got to be some sort of satanic ritual, hasn't it? A pair of cleaners from the property management group that oversaw the home collected large plastic bags brimming with rubbish before leaving them at the front of the property. The cleaner said she thought it was strange that she was called to clean a property because no one should have, uh, you know, had a booking there. She found bottles of alcohol left in the kitchen. Well, there's another mystery. How'd they get in? Where, who gave them the key? Yeah. She found uh, bottles of alcohol behind the fridge. We'll be here till midnight. We've got so much to do. The woman who lives near the Airbnb did not wish to be named. No surprises there. Yeah. Said the police banged on the property's front door. It was a bit ridiculous. It got really noisy. You could hear everything. It seemed like they were even trying to hide from the police. Oh, Jack DeBellin. Yeah. Under the bed stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. She said any of the neighbours could have been the ones to report the jockeys to the police because they were making so much noise. They were heard from Caulfield Racetrack. The woman said she knew the owners of the Airbnb who by the following morning had issued letters of apology to the neighbours. In the letter, property managers said they were under the impression the booking was permitted because it appeared to have been made by essential workers. They're extremely apologetic and angry. Right. More yeah. questions than answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'd, be, I'd look forward to get to the bottom bottom of that. Will you go down for the inquiry? Like, well, I, you know, the word if, will get out. Yeah. We'll, if it we'll, was a satanic ritual, we'll find out. And it sounds it's got all the hallmarks of a satanic ritual. I know. I know. Now, I don't know whether these things should be made illegal or not, and I don't know if there was any animal cruelty, but often you go to the butcher and ask, you know, have you got... Because you get buckets of blood from the butchery. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you don't have to pay much for it. No, next to nothing. Next to nothing. Yeah. You know, if you want to make... You Throw know, in a few kidneys or yeah, something if you, like Yeah, that. if you're going to make black pudding or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but I've always been, whenever I've been around butcheries and jockeys have come in asking for buckets of blood, I've always been suspicious. The best of Roy and HG. Well, the least worst bits. The country's most fearful of rugby league. Norway, China and Yemen. Rugby league fact. This is bludging on the blind side. Take your point entirely about the uh, the lack of action from AFL House. Yeah. Uh, we do have a number of, uh, you know, a backlog of items that we'd like to get to, none of which involve forward progress. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of the cancellation of the uh, the Port Adelaide St Kilda match mm. at Jingwan Stadium in Shanghai. Now, as you okay. recall, this was a tremendous success mm. uh, a few years ago. People said it wouldn't work. David Kosh, that bloke from that terrific little show, yep. uh, is in charge of it and he's been up there many, many times. And you and I, representing the Aussie bok choy growers, had mm. tremendous success in promoting and selling and getting deals done with Aussie bok choy growers. Yep. So much so yep. that recent surveys I've seen... Yep have indicated that Aussie bok choy is the bok choy of preference right across China. I believe that. Now... As is our wine, HG. Our wines go through the roof. Absolutely through the roof. They love it. And you know... They love it. Especially that uh, Grange Hermitage that comes might come out of uh, South South Australia. They love that with (laughs) Coca-Cola. Can I point out, they're Jacob's Creek. Oh, yes. With a bit of a touch-up from anything you like, a bit of you know, chew or clear spirit. Sure. It's a terrific, goes over extremely well. Yep. Now, can I ask uh, mm. a question? And I don't, I, I want to set this idea mm. up and you might be able to have a moment or two to think about it. The bok choy was great, but we missed an opportunity, didn't we? Because we have tremendous, our bats are the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're so edible. There's so many dishes. They they don't. They're not diseased in any way. They're terrific. They travel well. Mm-hmm. If you like them frozen, if deep, yep. you, you know, you can obviously process them in Australia. Value add, yes. or you can send them frozen or just live straight up to sure. any of the great ports. Uh, yep. Wuhan, Shanghai, Beijing, etc. Etc. Yes. Now, yes. Though those, that's an export. So you see what I'm saying? There's exports yep. already there. The bok choy. There's mm. exports to come. Yep. But yep. now Mick Malthouse, the former coach of West Coast Eagles Premiership coach and Collingwood, of course, mm-hmm. has called on the AFL to boycott China. Really? Boycott China. He went so far as and is pinning the blame of coronavirus pandemic on China. Yes. And I'm assuming he's suggesting that all Collingwood supporters should boycott Chinese goods, right. boycott things coming out of China, say, uh-huh. I don't know what motor cars they're making at the moment and what's able to be able to bought. Under the restrictions yes, yes. here. Yeah, well, there's that great, uh, the, the Great Wall of China. Great Wall of China. Yeah. What a ute that what is. What a ute that is, indeed. Very cheap. Um, so what's he suggesting, actually? Is he taking the sort of uh, Mike Pompeo line that uh, there's a lot of smoke surrounding where the virus came from in the Wuhan province, whether it came out of the wet market or where, whether it came out of the lab? Is, is he suggesting, is he a... A, what I'd call a labist in this. <laughs> okay, he doesn't say where these p- positions are formed. No. Can I can I remind you of a recent incident involving the NRL? 
Yep. Where it was suggested that nine, Hugh Skidmarks and yep. the Man of Feathers, yep. Peter Volandis, yep. the rugby league man, yeah. were at odds. Mm-hmm. And the suggestion was on behalf of the clubs that people should boycott Channel 9. That's right. Now, this is a variation on that. Though I think he's just come up with the idea that people should boycott China because right. he blames them for the pandemic. Can I come to the okay. more difficult thing, though, is... They've played three matches in this series. Uh, obviously, everybody knows, as Port and uh, St Kilda supporters know all this, uh, mm. since 2017, the Power and the Saints have reportedly made a million each right. from last year's cap clash, for instance. Right. But Malthouse uh, says whatever monetary value the AFL should not be played in China again, mm. they, he would be very, very reluctant to play a game in a country that has put us in this position, I meaning see. no AFL. Right. He blames them for the problems the AFL's got, i.e. the murderer and his mm. silence. Okay. In the present predicament... So, so what, he wants the AFL to punish China. Is he does. He does. This, spot this, on. this is a punitive Punitive action. approach. He thinks that we should deny them. Deny them. Obviously, the Aussie the, bok choy, the, the bats, AFL, the and bats the AFL. And, and the wine, all of that. What about the iron ore? Is... is has he got an idea about this at all or the, the coal? Can I just... Yeah, I know. That, that, he probably hasn't gone that far in his thinking. <laughs> Correct. Has he spoken to Twiggy Forrest about this at I'm all? I'm pretty sure Twiggy's Are they on the off. same page? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. In the present predicament, this is a quote, mm. and what's to come out mm. with the spat between Australia and China and probably most of the world, let's face it, certainly the Americans, I'd be very, very reluctant to go back to China. You can't sell your soul. Wow. The only, uh, they're only going to be going there for one reason, money. You sell your soul. Selling your soul. Now, is, this isn't is that called weird. capitalism? Is well, he anti-capitalist? Well, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Let's just, the yeah. soul. Now, what's, yeah, well, oh, the soul, yes. Yeah, what soul's being sold here? Yeah. And is there a market in China for obviously for Aussie souls. bok choy? Thanks very much. Aussie mm. bok choy, our wine, iron ore and yeah. our souls. And if so, how much value yes. do you put on it? And is playing football mm. a soul destroying or, or indicating that your soul's up for sale? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? These yeah. are difficult things. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. I take your point about being on the same page. Right. So in taking the AFL to China, we're selling our soul. Okay. Well, is he suggesting that perhaps as a real cock of the snoot that uh, we take the AFL to maybe the United States? Right. That would really get up their nose, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that get up their nose? That Port and St Kilda. St Kilda, say say playing at Long Beach, California. Eh? Imagine what President Xi would make of that. It'd be, well, eh? I don't know. You know, I can see, I can see gunboat diplomacy happening. Yes, I can see the difficulties with Twiggy's iron ore holes in the ground. Right. I, I just think that that's going to be retaliation. 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 Yes, retaliation. Right. Okay. What more vessels in the South China Sea? I think so. <laughs> For a start, I think so. And uh-huh. of course, you forget that the liquid gas is a big yes. thing. Yes. And as you point out, coal. I mean, it's not. It's not a one-trick pony. Our relationship with no. China. No, it's and not. What? What sort of you know, are you asking the probe into China, Wuhan, the labs, the wet markets, the yep. lack of Aussie bats mm. and the AFL, are you asking them all to be probed at the same time? The soul-destroying yes. process yes. of playing I mean, yeah. I had no idea. This no, I had no idea at all. No idea at all. What was it, Were the players down in the dumps when they came back from China after because this no highly soul. successful? I thought yes, it was highly so successful. successful. Yeah. You know, it was all the talk. Throughout China, all the provinces were screaming out, give us a game here. Right. 
Now, the difficulty is... How do we get involved? I don't want to put you on a religious, you know, because I know you're no. a religious authority, but selling the soul, does that, is that the devil's work? You understand? Yeah. A while ago, well, the you... devil wants your soul, HG. The yeah. devil does. Now, go back to... Now, your... is, he, is Malthouse suggesting that the Chinese are the devil in this? Well, I'm not sure that he's... They're the devil? The, I'm not sure that he's not I saying that. I mean, there that. are pe- people who, uh, who believe in end times and who are suggesting that the, the virus may be part of the end time. Go back to that story you broke a while ago about yeah. Hulk Hogan, yes. who believed that the pandemic was an example of the Old Testament God. That's right. Now, that's right. The Old Testament God. Well, he didn't muck about. You know, it was <laughs> it was famine. It was flood, pestilence, flood, locusts, fires. You know, yeah. you name it. Really big. Now, horrible w- stuff. You know, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, pillars know. of salt. L- L- Indeed, pillars of salt. I know. Well, you had to kill your brother. Yes. All that sort of stuff. Well, you had to kill your son. Oh, sorry. Yes. Or, 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 you know, make make, make out as yeah. if to, yeah. hoping the big yeah, bloke would step in and say, oh, hello, stop yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Enough. You've gone too yeah. far. Yeah. Now, come back to the devil. Hmm. See, is China, is he saying China's the devil's Well, that's, that seems to be what he's saying. This is really weird, isn't it? We've been probing around of trying to find religious, uh, what would you call it, precedence for yeah. the anti-vaccine uh, anti-vaccination. Oh, anti-vaccination, yes. yes. We'll get to that in a minute. Well, okay. But I was just wondering if, is there any precedents that you can see that link <sighs> China with the devil's work and involving, say, sport or just generally? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, you'd have to say, HG, if somebody in the lab, and there are certain people who believe this, this is in Wuhan, in the lab, yeah, in the who lab. thought this is a terrific little virus, let's set this out because it's going to destroy the economy of the West and will recover first, you know, then that would be the act of the devil. But there's no real evidence. There seems to be more evidence to suggest it came out of the wet markets quite by accident, you know, bat eats or bat infects something, that something affects someone, that someone goes home, infects the family, family go out to the footy, next thing you know. That appears to be the most likely scenario Okay, Are rather you, than cooking it up in a lab. Is it too long a bow to draw that, in fact, all of this happened so as China can buy the AFL? Well, I hadn't thought of that. Is that the Malthouse position? The best of Roy and HG. listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.